September 21st, 2017. My name is Kellen Conley, and ladies and gentlemen, this is Hyphenation, the world's greatest podcast. So it's been a minute. Uh, Last episode, for those of you who uh, check out the show, there's been a lot of stuff happening over the past few months. Um, Let me wipe off my camera here. Podcasting 101. A lot of stuff happened over the past few months. Uh, a lot of exciting things, I think. So, I just wanted to take the time to kind of rap with y'all. Am I sideways on the camera? I have no idea if I'm sideways on the camera. This is Podcast 101. Does it turn? I'm broadcasting live for those of you who don't realize what's going on right now. I don't even know if anybody can see this right now. Reason I'm broadcasting live, reason I'm trying to step my game up, first and foremost, I'd like to formally announce the formation of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Now, I know you're thinking, Hyphen Podcast Group, this guy can't even put together an episode week to week to do Hyphenation, the world's greatest podcast. And you are right, but, (laughs) um, yeah, man, I mean... It's something that I kind of had in the back of my head when I first started Hyphenation way back in January 2016 with those uh, previewing the NFL playoffs or predicting the NFL playoffs episodes for those longtime listeners. Um, I had I had a goal of some point there being enough of my friends podcasting, possibly, so that I could form... Like I could kind of have like a own little podcast network thing is what I was hoping for. And I've kind of gotten it there because since Hyphenation has started, there has been several people to come in of my friends who have started doing their own shows. One is Browns in Our Blood. That show comes out every Wednesday. That is by Anthony Sellers, who you've heard me talk about on the show, and Eric Jordan, or E, as I call him on the show. Um, and, and yeah, I'm actually uh, broadcasting live right now, <laughs> and I am sideways. So let me fix that. See, this is, why, this is why we check these things. So this should fix it. So my apologies. I thought I could be fly, but apparently Facebook won't let me be great. Okay, I just, I just turned on the camera. Um... But yeah, they they started a Browns podcast, Browns in Our Blood, and I helped them with that show. I'm kind of like, I I guess the producer, but I also appear on camera now asking questions and throwing my two cents in when I feel it necessary. So that started, and then I had mentioned before to another friend of mine, Gary Wolf, that I would like to possibly do a fancy um, football podcast. And I said... I told Anthony that like I, we could all do it together. Of course, me being who I am, 
Oh, and this show is sponsored by Circle K Coffee this time. So shout out to Circle K Coffee. But being who I am, I knew I was too busy with family and everything. So I said to Anthony, like right after Browns and our blood started, I was like, well, if you want to do the podcast, you and Gary, I'll go ahead and do it. I know you got this stuff because Anthony bought his own stuff to start podcasts and start messing around. He got a mic, got a USB set up. I was like, yo, you could totally do this. And they started doing it. So they started the Fancy Football Bosses podcast, which is awesome. And that's been coming out every Thursday since, uh, I think, a week or two before uh, Fancy Football started, um, before the NFL season started. Then, on top of that, I knew a guy, know a guy. I used to work with him at um, my old job. We'll get into that. Uh, and uh, he, he, his name's Lane, Lane Lemon. He's in the sports, and I told him my podcast, told him about Hyphen Nation. And he's like, oh, we should do a podcast together. We should do a podcast together. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a good idea. We should do a podcast together. I would totally be all about that life. Um, but then I, I was procrastinating. I was like, eh, well, may, maybe I don't want to add another podcast to my plate. But eventually, me and Lane got together. We, we got it together. So we have a show <laughs> called Lemon in the Fro. Funny story, I actually started growing my hair back out <laughs> so that I could truly be Lemon in the Fro. Plus, I just wanted to see, it had been a few years, I wanted to see if I could still grow the hair out, you know? I can't do it like this part right here on the front of the head. Mm-mm, that, that doesn't grow well at all. That is a bad look. <laughs> you, um, my, uh, my, now, my boss now, she, she told me she hated it, so... It went in the summer, so it was gone. But it's a sports podcast, and we just talk about random sports stuff. It needs to be more often, but right now we're at least trying to get together twice a month, maybe. Uh, he went to um, where um, he went down to Florida to see his brother a few weeks ago, and we did a show right before the Mayweather um, Conor McGregor fight, and so we're planning on getting together. I just bought something that might make recording on the go a lot easier i can't open it though i told Leah i'd open it with her here <laughs> so i'm gonna wait till then to actually uh open it but hopefully like i said it'll make podcasting a lot easier so you got browns in our blood weekly you got fancy football bosses weekly lemon in the fro so that's a consistent show that we got then i also have i decided to bring because the tricycle offense thing if you know anything about tricycle offense Tricycle offense started. Me, my friend Thomas Crawford, Anthony, we started doing our own pod, our own website, had podcasts, had articles, and it was going pretty decent. Like it was going pretty consistently for a few years. Thomas actually has a book that needs to be proofread and published, self-published about everything that happened from the Royal Rumble in 2014 up until um, WrestleMania 30, and it's pretty dope. I mean, if you're really into wrestling, you're going to like this book. I need to take time to edit it. But anyway, we had a show called Trike Avengers on there where we would just get together and bring some friends in and just bullshit about various topics, have a good time. So we were doing that for a few years. Um, well, not for a few years, but the tricycle offense thing was going for a few years. Tricycle offense is kind of like, it's it doesn't have a lot of output now. Like I'll post something from Chris Slater, something from Jacob Slater. Is he a Slater too? I, I, Jacob, I'm really sorry. 
if I just messed up your stuff, time to hit the Google Podcasting 101, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he also still contributes. He always does his yearly Halloween list of Halloween movies, which is always a good read. Um, but I'm bringing all the Tricycle Offense podcasts to the Hyphen Podcast group. So Trek Adventures is coming. And then also a holdover is Molly Fog the Music, which is something I started with Thomas DJ. And me and Thomas get together. We like when we get together, we do two episodes. Um, there's been four episodes so far. But we just take three songs and then we kind of send them to each other and critique them and have a lot of fun doing that podcast. And there we often will compliment the lovely ladies, as as Tom likes to say, <laughs> that are on, featured on these songs. So uh, that is coming. That is another show that is on the podcast, on the hyphen podcast group. And I'm still looking to see what homeboy's name is just to make sure that I'm not crazy that I didn't call him the wrong name. His name is Jacob Slater. I was right. I know my stuff. And that's her show. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so Molly Fogg, the music, Trike Adventures. And we got a big one. So I would like to say I inspired Eric Greenlee coffee to um, start his own podcast. And he got with his friend Crystal, a.k.a. Everyday Rogue. And I know I acted like in some previous episodes that they weren't one and the same, but Eric goes by Handsome Bane. And together they have started It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. And theirs is a weekly variety show as well that they do on Sunday nights. They broadcast it live on their Facebook. It's like a podcast, whatever. They do it on Instagram. Uh, they're everywhere. On YouTube, they do a really good job. I talked to them last Sunday, and they've agreed to be a part of the group. So I will be uh, pushing their stuff as well. So the Hyphen Podcast Group is a Morgantown-based collective bringing great podcasts to the people. So please go like Hyphen Podcast Group on Facebook, Hyphen Pod Group on Twitter, as Chris Jericho would say, and Hyphen Podcast Group on Instagram. So with all that out of the way, I had to get my affairs in order. Had to get back to me. Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast. Back in full effect. Not quite in Victory Jump Off Studios. The studios is normally downstairs. Studios covered in Aaliyah's baby clothes that we've been trying to sell. We tried to have a yard sale this summer. Got rained out. So Angel's been selling this stuff off on, um, whatchamacallit, Facebook, on Facebook Marketplace. So the whole basement is kind of covered on in clothes and stuff. And I'm trying to step my game up and broadcast live for the people. I got two viewers. Shout out to the two viewers right now. I don't see any comments, though, but that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, episode 36. The first thing, first topic. I want to get into is ESPN in general. Now, when I first wrote this topic down, because these topics are old and funny thing, I actually tried to record this episode a few weeks ago. I didn't really love it. I was recording in the car, Kroger parking lot. You know how I do. And I just didn't like it. So I, I tossed that one away. Well, it's, I still have it, but I don't think it was anything that was phenomenal. Plus I had to stop and go to work. So ESPN in general, they did a lot of layoffs, had a lot of layoffs over the summer. 
A lot of big names got let go. Which I thought was unfortunate because I have always loved ESPN. ESPN, the total sports network, as they used to go by. Um, They have kind of went the MTV route where they're trying to make it, well, not even the MT, a version MTV route. There's still sports, obviously, so there's not going to be a day where you turn on ESPN and they'll be showing um, something moms, the mom show. Man, or TRL. <laughs> MTV's bringing TRL back. What is that show called? Um, Teen Mom. Teen Mom, yeah. You're not going to see a bunch of weird reality shows from ESPN. With the moves that they've made of recent years, like putting Van Pelt on at 11, which is supposed to be the primetime sports center that used to be ruled by the Obermans and Patricks and Stuart Scotts and Van Pelt's of the world. Now Van Pelt has his own, like, essentially it's his his uh, uh, um, nighttime talk show. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I, it's not coming to me. Nighttime talk show? Um, like Tonight Show and, and Kimmel Live. It's kind of like his thing. But, I mean, he's still doing sports. He's normally, like, right after the big, the big game. He has the big, he has the players on. His show is good, and it works. And then, like, the sports centers that I still enjoy, though, and I, I don't have cable right now. I cut the cord. I'm a Hulu uh, Live guy right now and uh, Amazon Fire Stick. And I haven't been watching ESPN regularly. But one of my favorite shows on there is always, when they, oh, sports center-wise, is Stan Verrett and Neil Everett. When you just get the, get, get the anchors with the chemistry, you get them on there and they're rolling, telling you the highlights. And those are the shows that I would sit there as a kid and watch all morning, even though it's the same highlights over and over. It was entertaining as a thing. They took Jamel Hill and Michael Smith. They had their own show in the afternoons on ESPN, maybe ESPN too. And they um, moved them to the six o'clock hour. Now they replaced um, one of my favorite anchors whose name is not coming to me. <laughs> I can see her face. Um, oh man, I have an iPhone now and I, I don't know how to feel about that. I'm I'm trying to use it and it's I, I don't like not having back buttons and menu buttons. It's throwing me off. So I'll, I'll figure out her name. But she they replaced her. Um and they they have essentially moved their regular show to Sports Center. Which I think is a good thing, don't get me wrong. It's absolutely great for, um, hell, let's just say it. It's great that you have two black hosts at a six o'clock hour. The six o'clock sports center always leads up to all the big sporting events of the night. Um, I'll find her name. <laughs> and But their show, while it still deals with sports, it almost doesn't fit that spot. And I, and I say that Lindsay Zarniak, Lindsay Zarniak, mm, Lindsay Zarniak. Uh, I say that because their show is, it, it's funny, it has variety, they do skits, they dress up, um, they talk about real topics, but then at six o'clock, man, sometimes I just want the sports, man. There's a lot of times, okay, not a lot of times, but I feel like there should be 
a dedicated weekly slot to their show in primetime. For ESPN to fill that with all their sports, I understand it's difficult, and them putting them at 6 o'clock is perfect. It's great exposure. It's wonderful as far as, let's say, for any you know anybody for girls or for um girls or any black kids that look up at six o'clock and uh turn they have ESPN on and they're like oh what are these what are they doing on TV they look like me and they're they're on this major network I want to do that that's a great look great look I just don't feel like it fits so well and then the other complaint I have is Sports Center AM Sports Center in the morning. As I mentioned before, always was ran. It was like the two o'clock sports center, and they just ran it ad nauseum from like six to eleven or six to noon. And you would watch it. You'd either catch the one you need to see before you go to work, or if you're home, you just leave it on because there's not a lot else on unless you want to, you're into watching game shows and morning shows or news, you know. And they have done the sports center AM thing. They have like four hosts. I do enjoy all the hosts. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. Um, but I, I just feel like there's so many highlights that just get left behind, man. And that, and that sucks. So on that front, I feel like ESPN has dropped the ball for shizzle, as as the kids like to say. <laughs> Do the kids still say for shizzle? <laughs> um, but of course, my main thing is with all of the Layoffs. I feel like they lay off a lot of talent. Some people deserve to go. I cannot lie. Some people didn't didn't need to be there. Wasn't a fan of them. Best luck in your future endeavors. But I I just it's I don't know. Like I feel like they're focusing more on the personalities versus the sports, the highlights, which isn't a bad thing. But they have the. I feel like they need to put more effort into making ESPN2 more relevant because one of the things that MTV has thrived on despite going to the reality format is the fact that on MTV2, you're not getting music, but there's a lot of good content that that you don't see on MTV. MTV has their own programming now, their own original shows that they're always showing along with whatever shows or things they, oh, Catfish, you know, that kind of thing. espn is where like Wildin' Out is, I think... Girl Code, Guy Code comes on there. It, um, MTV2 has carved out, carved out their own niche, so to speak. And I also just feel like that they could, that ESPN could do their same thing with ESPN2. While, granted, the sports thing should always come first and foremost, I still feel like there's a good chunk of program on ESPN2 that could be original shows featuring the personalities versus you doing PTI replays and around the horn replays. And I think sports nation is, is on ESPN too. Um, but it might be on a four o'clock ESPN. Like I said, I cut the cord. And then the main, the main thing ESPN been in the headlines about is Jamel Hill, of course, expressing displeasure with Donald. If you, uh, have been listening to the show, as you should be, world's greatest podcast, hyphenation, back in full effect. The Don, I'm not a fan of the Donald. I'm not a fan of Donald, period. And I just feel like 
I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that now. But the thing is with Jamel Hill, she came right out on Twitter and then she just was like, um, I think all these things are wrong about the president. I think he's a white supremacist. I think he is breeding hate. I, I just don't agree. Several tweets. I'm just fired them all off. Something got her riled up and she, and she said it. So kudos to her on that part. But, um, the, the thing is, here's what, ESPN, here's what ESPN did. ESPN came out and was like, the views of Jamel Hill are not represented by ESPN, essentially. And then the White House is calling for her to be fired. Of course, everybody who supports Donald is calling for her to be fired. Oh, that's, that's, an outra- that's outrageous. She can't talk about the president that way. ESPN has been steadfast and have kept her employed. First of all, they did try to replace her on the six o'clock sports center, like immediately after, like they asked like two other black sportscasters to um, fill in for her and keep her off. And they both refused because they kind of took a stand. So they put Jamel Hill in and they were like, and in their program, somebody came out and was like, we think it's very good to have Jamel on here after all of that. And uh, we think uh, we we set an example that despite what what she said that uh, we're willing to stand by her. You know what, ESPN? You don't need to attack the president. You don't don't need it. There's there's no point in that. My thing, ESPN, is you should have left it alone. There's been many times over the years if if you're like me and brave that huge ESPN book. <laughs> that joint that's like this big that Anthony has and he's having trouble reading it just like I had trouble reading it. If you read that book, they've had their share of misfortunes that they've had to deal with publicly. Things that people have been fired for because of these things. ESPN stood their ground. They They didn't do anything. They did the right thing as far as that goes. But for in this situation... I, I really think it would have been fine if ESPN just didn't say anything because what, what are they going to do? They're losing subscribers subscribers already. That's the main reason they're trying to change up the format is because nobody wants to watch sports highlights anymore is what they say. No, we want the sports highlights. We want you to keep it simple. Keep it funky. You can change with the times. There's so many other platforms that y'all can use. Y'all got an ESPN app. Put your original content on there. You think people won't get on there to see Scott Van Pelt do his show or Jamel and uh, Michael do their show? And then you can put it across all your platforms. You can even, like me right now, I'm broadcasting this on my old um, Galaxy S5 in my kitchen. You think ESPN can't figure that out? (sighs) Surprisingly, as of right now, nothing has happened to Jamel, and I don't think it will. I stand by her comments. I agree with them. I just feel like ESPN dropped the ball a little bit. Not a big surprise. And they've been dropping the ball. So ESPN has a subscriber problem, and they're going to have to get to the bottom the bottom of that really quickly, I think. Switching topics. I want to talk a little bit about WWE because No Mercy is Sunday. It is a raw pay-per-view. And I just want to take the time to run down the card real quick with you because I have a wrestle chat group 
with several of my friends where we, yes, that's right, talk about wrestling. And one of my friends, CJ, voiced concerns over um, what would happen and how he was, he's never been this invested in WWE, but he just knows that he's going to hate everything that will happen because it's so predictable. So looking at it right now, start from the bottom of the card. The Miz with Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, who are being wasted as his entourage, Miztourage, but at least they're doing something. Can't be mad at that. Versus Jason Jordan or Kurt Ankle, Kurt Ankles, <laughs> Kurt Angle's new black son. <laughs> Another great idea from the House Events. Uh, match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Now, he thinks Jason Jordan's going to go over. Jason Jordan has gotten a push since it was revealed he's Kurt's son. But the Miz, who also, congratulations to Miz and Maurice, um, they're expecting. Congratulations, guys. The Miz, he's, he's just had a run. Ever since he got on SmackDown and was feuding with Daniel Bryan and then made the Intercontinental Championship possibly the second most relevant belt in the, in the company now, Probably above the Universal. Yeah, I said it. Um, I don't think they take the belt off Miz. Miz has been posting about um, having the longest combined reigns. I feel like he's getting one of those. One of those. We've You've done this many years of good work. You're hot right now. We're really going to push you, Miz. We want to see how far we want to carry this out. I don't. I think Miz wins because Jason Jordan is is good. Putting the belt on him now does him nothing. It kind of lowers Miz a little bit. Yeah, you could do a quick rematch on Raw or next pay-per-view, give it back to him. But then you break up the, 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 the rain a little bit. You slow down the momentum. Have Miz win. Jason Jordan can. I, he's a face. Again, cut the cord. I haven't been watching Raw and SmackDown, and it's killing me. But uh, I, I just say leave, leave the belt on him and... Uh, let, let him be Miz, man. He, he's hot, and you can continue the Jason Jordan feud a little bit and then possibly put it on him when he's a little bit stronger and in a better position. That's just my thoughts. Alexa Bliss, champion, women's championship, versus Sasha Banks, Bailey, Nia Jax, Nia Jax, and Emma, fatal five-way for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Um, Sasha won her first, I think it was her first pay-per-view win uh, when she beat Alexa for the belt at SummerSlam, which was a big deal. Alexa obviously got it back. There's two people in here who should win this belt. And that's Nia and that's Emma. Putting the belt on Emma, especially after she's been misused all these years and has been on social media begging for this opportunity to put the belt on Emma and then to give her a decent run would be good. That's good for business. Plus, you can like do a little Nia feud off of that if you want to. That's good for business. Nia should also win because the one thing we haven't seen in the women's division, though they tried it with Karma and they tried it with... Uh, they, they, I thought they might do it with Tamina at one point a few years ago. They've never had that monster. Since, I guess Beth Phoenix is the closest to being a monster in the women's division. There's never been another monster, really, to uh, 
really, really uh, put it out there uh, to put the belt on him and be like, kill everything in front of you, you know, kind of like Braun, who has the greatest t-shirt right now. Um, I think, I think Nia should win or I think Emma should win. Sasha is always a favorite to get it back. The only thing with Sasha is I don't know why they keep giving her all these wins. I think she's a four-time champ now. And she hasn't had any lengthy win, uh, lengthy runs with the belt, which I hate for her. I know eventually you're going to unleash Sasha, uh, the, the purest form of Sasha Banks, which is the heel version. And I'm definitely here for that when that starts. Uh, so I don't think Sasha should win. If Alexa retains, that's cool. That's the easy way out. But if I had to pick a winner, it's going to be Bailey. It's going to be Bailey. And it's not time for Bailey to win the belt. The thing with NXT Bailey, Bailey lost the big matches for a long time. By the time she finally beat Sasha for that belt, it was when she won the roof came off the place because she had struggled. She had fought. She got to the main roster and she won the belt like a couple months in. And it, it does. The thing is, it, the stories from NXT don't immediately translate to the main roster is a thing. Um, and they, they, I mean, Bailey is a good champ, but the thing about Bailey is she's Bailey. She is, Supposed to be the face, the biggest name in the women's division. And she could be still, but she has to overcome. Putting the belt on her is not overcoming. She needs to lose some matches. She needs to win. win she needs to win her television matches. She needs to win um, by count out. She has to win when she has to win in ways where she doesn't win the all, whole thing. So when it she does win the whole thing again, it matters. That's all I'm saying about Bailey. But Bailey's probably going to win that. Neville against Enzo Amore. I miss Enzo and Big Cass. It was a mistake breaking them up. Cass is out for months now with that knee injury. Enzo in the cruiserweights. He, he's more of a heel. But of course he's going against Neville in his best, his best run on the main roster. And Neville shouldn't be stuck in a freaking cruiserweight box. But whatever. Uh, but, uh, uh, there's no reason for Enzo to take that belt off him right now. Go ahead and leave it on Neville. Balor versus Bray. I don't, th I think the, st the thing is that Balor can't beat a demon because he was a demon at SummerSlam and crushed Bray pretty easily. A loss here doesn't hurt ba Balor. Uh, let, let Bray win, get some momentum back that completely got lost with his, after he won it at uh, Elimination Chamber last year, and then uh, earlier this year, and then he immediately lost to Randy. And how are you gonna put the, the championship on Bray finally? And then they they dropped the ball on that. Make Bray make Bray strong again, man. Like every time Bray gets Bray gets to here, and my hands above my head for those of you who are, who are listening to this in your car or wherever. <laughs> every time Bray gets up, man, they just do something to knock him. Knock him down. It's completely ridiculous. So give Bray the win. Continue the feud for a few more months or whatever. And uh, you got two talents there that can really have a great feud. So there's no reason for Balor to win this. 
Ambrose and Rollins versus Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm surprised that Ambrose and Rollins are the champs. I called an Ambrose heel turn at SummerSlam. It didn't happen. This is a good way to protect Rollins' knee. <laughs> Knees. Um, so I, I do approve of that. Um, because he like he's we he rushed back to come back for WrestleMania. He rushed back. I'm just gonna say it. Can't he rush to get back? And I mean it's worked out for him so far, but eventually we need Seth to get back in that main event picture for the Universal Belt or for the WWE Championship if he happens to go to SmackDown. So we need to get him back there, but he needs to fully get that real face run. Obviously he's a face, Dean's a face. We've been waiting on that, that Ambrose heel turn since before the Shield broke up. I don't think it happens this time, though. I think they retain over Cesaro and Sheamus, who are, along with the New Day and the Usos, one of the most consistent tag teams on the main roster. This should be a good match, though. So I got Ambrose and Rollins in that. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. I am a Roman Reigns guy. Got a t-shirt and everything. I think Roman should lose. And I know the big thing is John Cena's a part-timer and John Cena can't come back and be Roman. Just like Bailey, Roman, well, before I get to that point, Roman will be hated no matter what. No matter what. We, we get it. I get it, I get it. And that's fine. Live and let die. Roman doesn't need to be a heel. That's not going to make people love him. They just hate him. It is what it is. But Roman can go. Roman is WWE's future. Part of their future. Cena has now dropped the part-time status. Fine. But Cena is still John Cena. He is in the business of putting people over right now, but this isn't the moment to do it, man. Roman needs to overcome just like Bailey. He beat Undertaker. He retired Undertaker at WrestleMania. Retired him. Put him like Taker should not come back unless Taker is really that salty about how it ended and not wanting to do it to Roman. Uh in his career with Roman. Which I've heard. Making Roman lose this match puts him in a better position to be more um when he wins the Universal Belt again, to be for the for fans to be more susceptible to it, be more ready for it. Because ultimately, he's going to beat Brock or he's going to beat Cena at WrestleMania for the belt. There's no reason for Roman to win this match. You can have Cena win and you can do a rematch at another pay-per-view and then have Roman go over there. Or do it a couple months down the line and have Roman go over there, go over, go over him then. Doing it now, it doesn't hurt Cena. It hurts Roman more. Roman can lose and you can still protect him and it's not going to hurt him at all. And then finally, the championship match for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Braun Strowman. I want Braun to win. Braun should win. Brock has had that belt since Mania. The SummerSlam match was incredible, but they have a lot of talent who could, who needs to possibly get that belt for a little bit. If you want Roman to go over Brock, 
Brock can come back in January and win it back and or February and win it back and then drop it right back to Roman. Then you can have a Roman Brock feud for a couple months or something. There's more opportunity in Braun winning. Give it to Braun. Joe will be back soon. You can do Samoa Joe versus Braun. They can go at it. That'll be awesome. Uh, putting it, leaving it on Brock just is like, all right, next challenger. And then I guess the next challenger would be, uh, I'd imagine it would be Roman or who knows, man. It, it, it just makes more sense to let Braun win it. Let Braun and Joe fight it out. When Balor finishes up with Bray, throw Balor in there. If Bray has elevated himself enough with this Balor feud, throw Bray in there. And y'all can do that probably through Survivor Series to December. And then worry about bringing the Romans into the picture and Cena into the picture again. Or um, what's-his-face, uh, Brock, <laughs> back into the picture. And that's going to be a nice little segue to uh, my next... My next topic is this is a real quick topic. Uh, Jinder Mahal is still the WWE championship over on Smack, champion over on SmackDown. I think he's doing a great job. He's a strong heel. Um, his his matches leave a little bit desired because they I know that they have the um, Singh brothers helping him out, which is fine. Seth had that too um, when he had his two guys who were always helping him out at first. Uh, the Punjabi cell matches a little much. Uh, beating Nakamura was huge. And I, like I said, I haven't been following. I don't know if they plan on doing another Nakamura um, a gender match. And they, they, I think they might be, like I said, I haven't been keeping up. I mean, I read the, um, I read uh, Cage Side sheets, sheets. Cage Side Seats, shout out to them. On SB Nation. Uh, but I, I just, I just, gender is doing really well over there. And one of the things they did was after he won the title, they did this whole celebration because they, they, one of the main things they did it for is they were touring India and they wanted to have the belt on gender to tour the country. It's like, Hey, look, uh, we have an Indian champion. Uh, one of, one of, uh, one of your own is done good, essentially, is what they wanted to do. Which is all fine and good. But then that also stirred up an emotion in me. Not counting the World Heavyweight Championship, there has been no black WWE champions, and it bugs me to this day. The Rock is part black. Thank you, Rock. Appreciate it. But I want to see somebody that looks like me with the WWE Championship. I just That's what I want. I want to see Big E with that belt. I want to see, I'd love to see Kofi with the belt. I'd love to see Xavier Woods with that belt. It's a long ways from here, but still, Jason Jordan with that belt. Uh, Titus O'Neil, doubt he'll ever get there. But Titus, Apollo Crews, there, there, is, there are just several um, great, blah, 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 great black wrestlers out there who who I think have deserved that belt. And they've just never done it. And that has always bothered me, man. Uh, Eric, Eric Greenlee, who does the It's Like a Podcast or whatever show, uh, he always uh, brings up, well, not always brings it up, but he told the story about how when he was a kid, Ron Simmons won the WCW championship. 
Um, and he's watching on TV. And he ran and told his mom, and his mom was super hyped. She was like, "A black guy won." He's like, "Yeah, mom, mom, he looked like like a black guy won the belt. This is awesome. This is a great day ever, greatest day ever." I, and I just never have gotten that moment. We Booker T should have beat Triple H at WrestleMania 19. Our Truth had that one shot at Capital Punishment against Cena the month before CM Punk's pipe bomb. Shout out to CM Punk right now wearing the best in the world shirt. Um, right before CM Punk's pipe bomb uh, in 2011. And E, Eric Jordan, even said to me at the time, he was like, yo, I think we get that pay-per-view because our truths going for the championship. Obviously, our truth wasn't going to be John Cena, but it was one of us wrestling for the biggest belt in the company. WWE needs to make this happen, especially with as hot as the New Day is. Kofi or Big E needs that belt. And I know the New Day is hot. I know they're a tag team. I think they're the current champions. I think they won the street fight and they got the belts back right now. But there's no reason to break up the New Day, man. I've heard that there was plans for them to win singles titles and still be the New Day together. Kind of like Evolution. Kofi or Big E needs that belt. I want to see it. I would love to see that WWE championship around one of their waists. And it's been a long time coming, WWE. I really need this to happen. Really needed to happen. So, 41 minutes in. My last topic. We're going to get a little serious here. Um, Guys, on May 2nd, and the reason for me being so absent, so to speak, I uh, lost my job. I got terminated from my position. And I was jobless out of nowhere. It was Tuesday afternoon. Uh, worked all day, 4.45. We closed at 5. They called me to the back office. Uh, it, was my, it was my supervisor and another supervisor. And they are like, da-da-da-da-da. We are letting you go. And it totally, totally threw me for a loop. I I wasn't expecting it. And I no longer was employed by that company. I had only been there eight months at the time. And so I took the evening to collect myself, went home and told Angel. Shout out to Angel because she was a rock during that whole phase. She was supportive, uh, super there for me, just about everything that was going on and was very understanding through it all. And I, I told her that evening, I said, I'm going to take this evening to kind of, you know, process and tomorrow morning going to hit, hit the job sites, go get a haircut, start hitting these streets and figure it out. Cause we got a mortgage. We got a Leo. We got to figure something out. So next day, I I texted Sam. I was like, Sam, need a haircut? She said, come through. I said, I'll be there. Uh, Then I went to go see, I saw Cortez, DJ Strizzy, down at My Radio Network on High Street. Shout out to Arthur King. Talked to him for a little bit. He gave me some good insight that I needed to, that I definitely needed to hear. Went to see um, CE. Uh, got, we talked about some things 
Got my head in the right space. Went to the old job. Um, told them what happened. Supervisor told me to call HR. Told HR what happened. Groveled at their feet because I, I did at one point go back to them a few months earlier because I kind of, I wasn't happy in my old job at, at the new job. And I was like, hey, I want my old job back. And I know that you got some openings giving you a job. I wasn't humble. And the quote Kendrick, ironically enough, I watched the humble video for the first time on May 3rd. Hadn't heard it at all. Watched it for the first time on May 3rd. Um, and the lyrics just spoke to me, sit down, be humble. And I took that to heart. I just poured it all in line. I was like, look, when I was there before, I was good at my job, but I, I did not think I could get any better. And I felt like I was being short, short-sighted. And so I left. And then when I, I told you I was leaving, it felt like I, I, I felt spurned because I, I wanted someone to reach out and be like, hey, can you stay? And I never got that. And then I took my rest of my PTO and I left. I didn't even work out my notice. They want me to stay till Friday. I said, no, nah, I'm going to take a vacation. Uh, which wasn't fair at all on my part. Um, so with that said, I just kind of threw myself at, at their mercy. They said, come in for an interview on Tuesday. My old supervisor drove up to uh, the main office and we all sat down and talked some things out. And on my way home, I got a call and they, they rehired me to my old job. So your boy had to figure out something because I had a month between jobs. I didn't start till June 5th. So I had to call up Anthony. Say, yo, Anth, you think I can uh, work at the shoe department part-time? And if you know me, I might have a song in my catalog where I diss the shoe department and I have a mixtape called Mine's Mixtape Volume 4 where several shots were fired at working at the shoe department after three and a half years. And I had to be sit down and be humble again. Because I had to sit there and be like, hey, you think I get my old job back? And he had to check with a district manager and, and I walked off the job there. Gave notice right after my shift and that was it. I quit on the spot. And they were willing to take me back on part-time. So I was working for a couple of days a week there doing the shoe department thing again. And I did that for a month and then went back to the old job. And so that that's what happened. That was, uh, I, I have no ill will towards my, the job I lost. I learned a lot. It opened my eyes. I needed that wake up call. Not so much in my everyday life as far as, I don't, I I don't know what it was, man, but I I was treading water and they, they recognized it and they were like, look, we're just going to go ahead and give you an out. We're just going to cut the losses now. And it worked out for the better. And I'm happy again at my job, which I got to go to soon. I'm about to go hop in the shower now if anybody's watching. If anybody expects me to work here in an hour or so, I'll be there. If anybody's watching. Uh, so yeah, I got fired. And then that's why there's only been so much output. Shout out to Marcus for kind of keeping the show afloat because he was like, yo, let's get together and uh, talk about Kendrick and Drake. And he's like, yo, let's together and talk about Jay-Z 444. So thank you, Marcus, official sponsor of the Hyphenation podcast. Check out his work, excuse me, 
at uh, the Mark Rob M A R C R O B dot WordPress dot com. So thank you for episodes thirty four and thirty five, Marcus. Excuse me. Circle K coffee is making me burp. But it is good coffee though. Shout out to Circle K. And uh, that kind of brings us to episodes in. That's all I got. Episode 36. Yeah, we back, baby. This is the Jerome Bettis episode. And if you listen to Lemon and Fro, I picked the Steelers to win the Super Bowl this year. But my Raiders look tough so far, so we'll see what's what. It's good to be back, guys. Recommendations for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Walking Dead, A New Frontier. I haven't played it. I am one of those guys that will watch YouTube and watch somebody play the game <laughs> while uh, I watch. I watch Chris Move. Shout out to Chris Move. I mentioned him in previous episodes. Uh, he played through the entire The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, the Telltale game. It's a great story. Honestly, if you're a fan of Walking Dead and you don't want to play the game... You can seriously turn on this, these videos and watch it. Chris Move plays, lets everything play. You can watch the whole story unfold. He has his little commentary. But it's just like watching the damn show. It's really good. I recommend you check it out. So look up Chris Move, Walking to the New Frontier. Watch through all the parts. And I think you'll like it. Recommendation one. Master of None. I finished season two of that series. It's phenomenal. Uh, the... Thanksgiving episode just won an Emmy. Kudos to that whole team. Watch Master of None. I tried to put uh, Joey onto it, my coworker, and he's like, oh, it's about love. Joey's got some things going on. But Joey, you need to watch Master of None. Um, Orange New Black caught up on that finally after several years. Season five, it started, had its, it had its moments early on. It was like, eh, it's a little boring with the whole riot thing. Spoilers. I won't go past that. Um, but obviously, you kind of saw where it was going if you saw it in season four. Uh, but it had a really good, strong close. Orange is the New Black coming out hard and fast. The Good Place, I may have mentioned that before I finished that. It comes back. If it didn't come back last night, it comes back tonight after The Voice. I, I read that, so I'm excited to watch that. Um, now that, that it's back, it has Kristen Bell and Ted dancing. Great show. Definitely recommend that. And then my last thing is another video game. YouTube video game thing. Madden 18 is out and they have a story mode on there called long shot. It is about a kid, um, named Devin from Texas. He quit, you know, um, he quit college essentially to go to the military after his dad died. Um, he was a hot football prospect, had a great career laid in front of him and he essentially threw it all away by walking away from the program. So he, uh, and there's this reality show called Long Shot for a Shot to Get in the NFL. And it's about five or six parts. Go again, Chris Move version is what I recommend. It's a really good story. It's fun to watch too. So I recommend that Long Shot there for you. And music wise, I haven't listened to anything. <laughs> I've, I have, since I got off my 444 kick, I have not listened to anything other than podcasts. So podcasts I'll recommend off the top. Drinking Partners. Drink Champs, everything on the Hyphen Podcast group, shout out. And um, I think that would wrap it up. Um, what, el- what else was I listening to? I was just, because I-, I listened to five episodes of the time of the show because I just stockpile them. Uh, so there's your recommendations. Finally, 
If you like Hyphenation, the world's greatest podcast, you can find us, or me rather, you can find it on the interwebs. Go to behyphen.com. All the episodes are there. Also, now you can go to the hyphen podcast, no, hyphen podcast group.wordpress.com. All the hyphen podcast group episodes are on there. So you can check them out there. That's super exciting. Um, you can find Hyphenation on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, share, let the people know that you're watching the world's greatest podcast. Well, you're watching it now. Well, one person is, and you're listening to it. And anytime you rate a review, it makes more people check it out. I'm working on getting a group page on iTunes featuring all the shows we have. So I'm excited about that. Um, find Hyphenation on Stitcher. Sorry about all the ums. I'm out of practice, obviously. Hyphenation is on Mixcloud, mixcloud.com slash be hyphen. All the episodes are on YouTube, youtube.com slash be hyphen. Um, you can find Hyphenation on TuneIn app. You can find Hyphenation on some other website that I'm sure of. If you go to Google and type in Hyphenation podcast, it will come up and you can listen to the show. Not to be confused with that other Hyphenation show that's out there. So... Shout out to them, <laughs> but they're not me. So you want to listen to my show? No, no offense. Just, just check me out. You're here for me. Um, where else can you find hyphenation? I have to go to the official. I'm going to go to the be hyphen.com page. Go to podcast central right there. Stevie looking, looking fly. Oh yeah. Google play. Of course you can find it on there and on overcast and on pocket cast. I'm hoping to get all the hyphenation are the hyphen podcast group shows on there as well. So, oh, and of course, if you go to behyphen.com, go to Podcast Central, go to the feed burner link, that's the RSS feed, plug that into your favorite podcast listening device, and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'm going to go get ready for work. This has been Hyphenation, the world's greatest podcast. It's so good to be back. 53 minutes of fight, I need more late shifts. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. My name is Kellen Conley. It's a beautiful Thursday. Go out there. Do something. Hug your kid. Hug your mom. Hug your dad. Call them. And without further ado, last thing to say is thanks, y'all. <laughs>